stuff. It's episode 45 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, Alice and Faith Levy made a trip to Good Stuff Studios where we sat in the Good Stuff kitchen and talked all about her music. We even, even have a live recording of her song, Are You Happy, at the very end of this show. I had a great time talking to Allison, hearing all about what she's done in the kids' music industry, including her time in the Sippy Cups. I think you'll get a kick out of Allison. She is a great, phenomenal singer and songwriter. Very, very energetic, very positive, very, very fun to hang out with. I also talked to my three-year-old daughter at the kitchen table today about what would happen if there was a bird's nest in her playhouse outside. She had great, great answers. We also have four plus one, counting down the top four songs in my car plus one I try to get my kids to listen to. And this week, I had some success. So thanks so much to everyone who's listening and downloading. Please feel free to comment and share and like and retweet and all of those things. It's free. It doesn't hurt anything. In fact, it only helps. Thanks for listening to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. As always, www.goodstuffpod.com is your place. Your place to find all of the many, many 45-plus episodes of Good Stuff for Kids and Families. Thanks for listening. And again, at the end of the show, a live edition of Are You Happy by Allison Faith Levy at the end of the show. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Horsin around. We're gonna use a kid's screwdriver. Yeah. To do what? To take the bird nest out. Take the bird nest out of the playhouse. How many people do you think it would take to do that? Fifteen. Fifteen. One, two, three, four, five. Five people to take the bird nest out <laughs> yeah. of the playhouse. Yeah. Do you think we need to wear gloves? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of gloves? Um. Purple. Purple gloves? And rubber. Purple rubber gloves? Because what happens if we touch the bird's nest? We get a splinter? Yeah. We don't want some coat movie there. We don't want splinter. That's silly, Daddy. That is. Okay, we use anything else about the bird's nest? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what? What if a crow lived on the top of our house? We wouldn't see it because it's at the top of our house, would we? Four plus one, top four songs in my car that my kids want to listen to incessantly, plus one I try to get them to listen to. This week was a Lin-Manuel Miranda fest. We're talking Hamilton, and we are especially talking the Moana soundtrack. I would say that anyone with kids from the ages of two to eight are really, really listening to a ton of Moana. So Lin-Manuel thanks at least for making these songs tolerable. Coming in at number four is We Know The Way. Coming in at number three is the Skylar Sisters because, well, really only for one reason. Coming in at number two is Helpless from the Hamilton soundtrack. This is a pretty one. Helpless. Look into your eyes and the sky's the limit. I'm helpless. 
And number one is obviously You're welcome Because it's a great one So no need to say You're welcome Just roll with it because after all You're welcome Big thanks to Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Lin-Manuel for bringing us this tasty jam. I know it's a lot, the hair, the bod. When you're staring at a demigod, what can I say except you're welcome. And our plus one this week is the number song by DJ Shadow from his album Introducing, which is like, I think roughly 20 years old at this point. But this is a great one. And my five-year-old daughter, after the one, two, three, four, five, get down, baby, really started dancing. It was a beautiful thing to see. This plus one, be a winner. If you liked anything you heard on this week's 4 Plus 1 Countdown, you can find all this music at Amazon, Apple, or Spotify. Support these artists. Welcome to Good Stuff Studios. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> here with Allison Faith Levy. Hello. You are uh, live and in studio. We don't get to do this very often, so appreciate you making the effort to be here. It's my pleasure to being here. And uh, we were just spending a few moments talking about your family, which is a family of artists yes. and, and amazing creative minds. And now it's time to talk about yours. Aww. So we are we are currently situated in Belmont, California which is one of the small suburbs between San Jose and San Francisco. But this this small suburb means a lot to you. It does. I grew up here. <laughs> and it's very fun to come back. And I drove past my junior high school to come to your house. <laughs> so, yeah, I grew up in Belmont. So yeah. lots of sweet memories here. That's great. Yeah. And uh, you're Bay Area native. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I went to um, college at NYU. Okay. So I left for a while. I had to go to New York. Had to, yeah. Had to get it out of my system. Yeah. And then I came back because my family's here. And why would you leave the Bay Area, really? Like right. once I came back, I never left again. So. Right. Right. Well, yeah. why would you? Best yeah. sandwiches, best pizza. Best I mean, that, which is a big statement, right? But there's some pretty good pizza around it's here. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. But just being surrounded by... Ocean, mountains, you know, everything is so, like, all the beautiful natural beauty and fun stuff to do, outdoor stuff, great culture, nice people, open minds, open liberal minds. Uh, It's nice, you know, it's just a nice place to be. Yeah, sure, absolutely. It is always good to be amongst like-minded people. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I think that we need to start sort of at the beginning. So the the premise for for this show is mm-hmm. that we talk to the people who are making good stuff for kids and families and it's something you've been doing for a long time. Yeah. Uh, most recently as a solo artist, but if you wouldn't mind taking us back a couple steps, um you were at one point referred to as Sippy Allison. That's right. So how Some you, people still call me that. Some people still call me. <laughs> so how do you get the name Sippy Allison? Okay, so when I first had my son um, I had been in indie rock bands. I'd been touring. I was in a band called The Loud Family and released some albums and toured and, you know, professional musician. And 
when I um, had Henry, I took some time off. I wasn't sure what I was going to do next. I had released a couple of solo records, grown up kind of piano, singer, songwriter, chanteuse, very sensitive, you know, whatever. (laughs) Just kind of didn't go anywhere, but it was, you know. So everyone kept saying, oh, you're going to do kids music. And I said, oh, no, no, no. I'm too cool for school. I'm Uh not going to do kids music. And and then I started taking Henry to Music Together classes. Uh, And our Music Together teacher was Paul Godwin, who runs uh, Music Together of San Francisco. Okay. And he was starting, uh, he wanted to start a rock and roll band for for families and at that time just doing covers like kind of uh 60s and 70s like psychedelic rock for for like everything from david bowie velvet underground t-rex so he so the our teacher was starting a rock and roll band for kids yeah and so we talked about you know i was like well i can come in and like play some keyboards with you guys and just like hang out and the band took off like so quickly because we were playing in um, bars, basically, that were okay for kids because they served food. So it was a chance for people to come, bring their kids, kid-friendly music, and then the parents could hang out and have a beer and just socialize. And it was like the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Took off like crazy. So yeah. the cover of the pink section. I mean, it was just like, you know. And then from there, we started writing original songs. And um, the band just took off. We, we re- recorded... Um, a live album of the covers and then three original albums, a DVD, and then, you know, got a booking agent in New York and started touring. And I mean, this is all why my son is like three years old, you know? And so, um, we did that for about six or seven years. And then at some point it was just like, it it really was hard to sustain the touring. I mean, I was gone a lot, like two weeks and two long weekends out of the month, I'd be on the road. Wow with a you know young kid at home yeah. my husband and yeah um so it was really fun and very exciting and it, we were just like all over the place yeah. and um our show was insane i don't know if you've ever seen uh-huh. video uh-huh. of it but we had a very um over the top stage show people would say it was like the flaming lips for kids <laughs> we had yeah. i mean costumed characters we had an aerialist uh-huh. um like we would do like a beatles song and she'd be spinning from the ceiling it was very psychedelic wow um we had a guy who did juggling and unicycle and all kinds of crazy stuff and we had giant balloons and confetti cannons and it was really like a, a huge sensory yeah, experience. It sounds like you just totally went for it. We every, went for it. every way. And we worked really hard and we breathed, uh, ate, ate, slept and breathed sippy cups 24-7. Uh-huh. And we really, you know, we worked really hard and we, you know, we got to a certain point where we were doing really well traveling and touring and, but it wasn't quite enough to sustain you know, itself. And it was like, either we get a TV deal or we just kind of, yeah, you know, and then at some point it was just, uh, just kind of fizzled just out of, I did, well, for me, I needed to uh, pull back and, and spend more time with the family because right. it was just getting like, yeah, it was hard, yeah, you know, and there, and so, um, but it was amazing, mm-hmm. you know, and we put out some really great music mm-hmm. and, um, so yeah, so the sippy cup stuff is still out there, and we had oh we had some hits on uh, XM, you know, kids. The kids place. We, yeah, we yeah. performed on Mindy's show a couple times, wow. and yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, it was it's really, really it was, and we were what sort of the one of the first of the kind of uh, kindy, you know, rock and roll yeah. kind yeah. of thing. So 
So you had some experience touring as like an adult artist mm-hmm. and some experience, obviously, as a kid's artist. Yeah. How, uh, how, how are the two similar, right? Mm-hmm. Touring as an adult and for adult audiences versus touring for kids and a kid's audience. How is it similar? How is it different? Um, playing for kids' audiences is so much more fun. Yeah. Because the kids are having such a good time. Mm-hmm. And they're really, it's like, um, you're engaging with them on a deeper level. And also, for me, I love, my whole thing is bringing the family together at a show. Like, mm-hmm. seeing the parents and the kids having fun together. Right. Like that, to me, is the greatest. When I see, like, moms and dads dancing around and little kids jumping around and everybody's like, yay! That's what I want to see, you right. know? And grown-up, the grown-up thing is great, but it's... um Generally, when I went on tour with a grown-up band, it would be like you'd be out for four weeks continuously. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with the kids' music, we would go for a couple of days, come back, go for a couple. You know, it was it's a different. Um, so in some ways, it was it was easier for the kids' music too because it was a shorter time. But then I was a parent, so that was harder. Right. So it's hard to. It's hard to say, you know, they're, they're different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you're gro- touring with grown-up bands, you are up till three or four in the morning driving huge long distances, you know, yeah. it's, the kids thing was a little more like controlled. Yeah. Um, a little more manageable. Manageable. Yeah. But it was fun and it was a real team effort. I mean, we traveled with props and yeah. I mean, our baggage, you'd, we'd get at 5.30 in the morning at SFO with like giant, you yeah, know, right. trying to get all our bags less than 50 pounds so we wouldn't get charged. <laughs> right. I mean, it was just, right. how many, you know. How, so what was the traveling contingent like? How many people? There were between six and eight. Six and eight people. So That's five crazy. key members of yeah. the band. And then we had um, someone who would come and do sort of merchandise and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, and then we had the aerialist. And she was a teenager, so she would usually have her mom. Okay. Um, and so, you know, it was it was a big yeah. production. It's so, it's so interesting you talk about it. It's like a psychedelic thing. It was a circus. It really sounds like a really cool, colorful fun it was it was and and i have to say like paul who was sort of the band leader and manager i mean he was incredible like multitasker very um just a visionary very ambitious very Mm -hmm. had a real clear vision of of what we could do and and really made a lot of that happen happen, you know which was amazing you know yeah i mean it it sounds like this is sort of towards the beginning it sounds like you said right towards the beginning of like the kindy movement there was is, no there was word no, there kindy. was no word kindy, no kindy, which for those of you who don't know is kids independent music which a lot of people that i talked to for the show um but he sort of paved the way yeah i mean there was they might be giants they had done a couple of albums i think already yeah. there was dan zanes uh-huh. and then we came along kind of right then yeah you know right after dan zanes yeah and so there was i mean there were definitely we discovered there were people doing it all over the country, but I think we were maybe the first ones that uh, took it to the next level and kind of, you know, because that word didn't exist, I feel like, until after... After you guys, had, we were kind of yeah. done. So, so it's an incredible story, and, and, you know, like yeah, you, you put it up against the narrative of like any other touring rock band, and like oh five thirty at SFO, like you know, you can see like. The Allman Brothers doing that. Yeah, you could see like, it was a professional, it's a professional rock band thing going place to place. It's really. It was ironic that we all had you know families at home and we we had these um, you know we had there was there was a line of what we could do yeah. and what was just not 
sustainable right. for people with kids at home. Right. So it's, it's, you know, I know there's like when you get to a real big level, you can tour with your family and right. have a bus. We got and bus. We weren't there yet. That would have been great. But yeah, no. And, you know, so. <laughs> so <laughs> but we had a good time. Yeah. So after the Sippy Cups, mm-hmm. you took some time. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I took some time and I started um, doing grown-up music again uh-huh. with my friend Victor, who is the bass player from Camper Van Beethoven. Ah, so cool. do you know? I've the, heard of. Sure. Yeah. Um, and he and I have been friends for a long time. And so we had always said we want to write music together. So we wrote this very like um, Americana, bluesy, country-ish kind of album and um, toured a little bit with that, but mostly just played locally. And, um, that was great. And that was really fun. And and we still play together every once in a while. And, um, so, and that was called McCabe and Mrs. Miller after the movie of the same name. Uh And, um, and that was fun. And, you know, it was sustainable for, you know, I was much more low key, Uh you know, and, uh, but then I started feeling like I wanted to, write kids music again mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure how mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure if anyone would want to hear from me again <laughs> like, I just sort of was a little like I didn't know how to do it without the sippy cups uh-huh. you know and I remember having this really heart to heart with my do you know Charity Khan do you know her music she's amazing she's another kids musician Charity in the jam band she's here in the Bay Area okay. and um, she and I are just really good friends and I remember calling her and just saying I really want to I feel like I have more to say in the kids' music world, but I'm just not sure. And she's like, well, just write some songs and see what happens. Uh And, you know, if you feel like you want to say something, then do it. Right. Um, So I did. So I just started writing songs, and I started doing these um, sing-alongs at this bookstore where I was working. Mm -hmm. And uh, families would come, and and I would, like, wake up 6 in the morning on the day of a sing-along and be like, I'm going to write a new song for the kids today. And I'd be like, and then I'd come in and be like, you guys, I wrote you a song. Yeah. And soon enough, like that took off and people really responded to the music. And uh-huh. I started to feel more confident uh-huh. that I could, um, that I could do that, mm-hmm. you know, on my own mm-hmm. as, as, and, and keep it local, keep it just something that I could handle. And, um, so I went into the studio and recorded the world of wonder record with my friend Alan. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I just started getting offers for shows to play. Uh-huh. Um, and then I started teaching um, and started developing a curriculum around the songs that I was writing. And, you know, uh, and then here I am. Like, it just kind of like organically right. grew. Yeah. Um, so I want to, I, I want to, and you have a new record that came out last year? Just last, yeah, just last April, year. Yeah, uh, April. Right? Last year, yeah. And... But I want to. I, I do want to dive into the, yeah, the yeah. idea of like the curriculum uh-huh. and the education piece because I know that's something that you do all the time. Yeah. But so the the new record mm-hmm. start um, of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's is that did I also come out of the fact that you're just like sort of still feeling that inspiration to like make music for kids? Oh make, yeah. But like, and I will say like you're not just making music for kids, right? right. Like I, 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 you're not writing like you know fire truck songs no way no no way right well you should see the look no way <laughs> it's uh, not that's not what right yeah. so but uh, you know you uh you're writing songs you're writing real songs and you're writing songs for kids yeah um and i think that the one that i love and it's the first song on the the new record mm-hmm. it's like you get nervous and like 
putting that into words and like who can't relate to that yeah every kid you know like and every grown up every grown up and it's just such a universal thing and it's Mm -hmm. really good song and thank you so when you're writing do you just let it come to you or are you thinking like you know I, i was nervous today you know like i had to like get up and go do this thing and like maybe i should write a song about that so how does the like for in particular that song as mm-hmm. the example like mm-hmm. what's what's your what's your method I'm trying to remember that particular song i think it was originally because i'm a little bit of a nervous flyer uh-huh. and i have something in that song about uh, getting on yeah. an airplane yep, big time. and um and then just thinking about um what i like to do when i'm writing um, is take an emotional kernel that's true for me mm-hmm. as a human being, mm-hmm. regardless of whether I'm a grown-up or a kid. I try to find an emotional truth. For instance, the last song on that album, Why Am I Awake? I was battling insomnia, mm-hmm. but I was trying to equate it to that happens with kids all the time, yeah. where either they're replaying what they did that day and they can't fall asleep, or they're excited about what they're going to do the next day and they can't fall asleep. So it's like... How do you take your own emotional truth and then translate that to an idea that a child can relate to? Mm -hmm. Um, So most of my songs, that's how I begin, Um, you know, is take an emotional truth. I mean, there's some songs on the first record, especially that are much more just really, um, you know, just just out there for kids. You know, there's not. But then there's a song like Eye of the Tornado on that one, which is a pretty complex song about feeling overwhelmed feeling like everything's moving around too fast and you just kind of want a little peace and a little peaceful place to just kind of because i see that with kids all the time where it's right. just either they're over programmed or there's just they don't respond well to chaos you know they need some peace and i know as a grown-up i feel that way all the time so it's that's usually it comes from a real place it comes i want and i feel like that's really important that, yeah. that that comes from a real place first yeah. and that it's authentic and honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I also just feel really strongly about writing songs that are interesting musically and that are well produced mm-hmm. and a little bit unpredictable. Um, yeah. So you just don't, you know, it's, it's, so the, the, if it's on in the car, the parents are going to go, hey, this is, yeah. this is all right. Yeah, I, can, yeah. I can hang it's with the, this. It's the, the psychedelic indie rocker in you. Exactly. Yeah. And I haven't changed, really. <laughs> so so the, the, the big time, you have a band, the big time tot rock band, which is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just throw down the gauntlet and say probably the best band name. Thank the, you. Oh, that's nice so, to hear. Thank yeah, you. Big time tot um, rock. Yeah. And, uh, but you have a, like a curriculum. Like big time tot rock curriculum mm-hmm. and education has come up a little bit, but I, let's like I would like to specifically ask like I know that you're in the classroom all the time. Yeah, like you're really doing it. I am now. So, like that's really grown for me. Yeah. Yeah. So t- what's the curriculum? Just like the sort of the goals or whatever of what the tot rock curriculum is all about. What are you teaching? Like how are you doing it? Well, it depends on the ages. So I do everything from parent child classes all the way to like pre K. Uh-huh. So it, it does depend on, you know, the age range and what they can but it, my general class is all about pairing um, some kind of activity with the music so that the kids have a way to interact and engage. So they have a way to connect and it's it's I'm trying to fire up those synapses in their brain where they start to make those connections. Mm -hmm. 
with music. And it also, I feel like the music really energizes them for learning in general, you know, pattern recognition and repetition and all those kind of things that they need to move forward academically, you know, music is a really good foundation for that. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, I just sort of, it's been kind of trial and error, although now I've really got it down, you know, where I usually start with a couple of sing-along. Actually, I start with a warm-up movement, physical movement with singing, so just to get our bodies moving. Then we sit down and we sing a couple songs together, call and response or something simple that they can start to engage with me. Um, And then there's movement, you know, we do scarves, we do shakers, we do rhythm sticks, the older kids, I start to do um, xylophones with some note naming and melody recognition and things like that. Yeah. And um, so it's um, just building their skills in every way up to what would be instrument instruction, mm-hmm. which we don't do. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they're usually the age range that I'm teaching. They're not quite ready for that, but I'm getting them ready for that. So by the time they finish my classes and my curriculum, if they were to sit down with a piano teacher, they'd have some skills already. They'd understand rhythm. They'd understand a little bit about melody. They'd also understand about the space between the notes and about listening, um, about when to not be singing or playing and when to be working together as a group. And so it's just all those things. Yeah, it's you know? great. I mean, so much research about how music is so important and yeah. foundationally in terms of education and so many other things. So that's really... Well, uh, and I see it, especially with there there's kids. Um, I find that music can really work well also with kids who have some special learning needs in the classroom or have some... Um, you know, attention issues or whatever. I mean, I've, I've had, in fact, just today, there's a kid in one of my classes at the JCC where the last two times I've gone into that classroom, he hasn't been able to, he's got some issues and he hasn't been able to stay because he just can't. It's overwhelming. Yeah, it's overwhelming. And so they've had to kind of pull him out. Mm -hmm. Today was the first day that he stuck with it the whole time worked with the group the whole time. And at the end of the class, when I was standing there with my, at the end, I usually bring up my accordion and we sing a little together. He made a, like a request for a song. And I looked at his teacher and I was like, can you believe this? She's like, I know. I said, this is so great. Like she said, yeah, the music has really helped him. It's given him an entry point to working within the group. And so that's like, yeah, that's a great so thing. So rewarding. Yeah, so rewarding. It's and it's it's a small breakthrough like that that's really shows the power of music. Um, and you as a teacher, I, I would say, right? Because kids may not feel comfortable in any old setting being like play this, but like there's something about the way that you present the stuff that makes it really like resonant. So, um, so I we saw you, we saw you live. We at saw the you library. Live, at the library. Uh-huh. And, and something that you you know has come up a couple times, but that answers my question when we saw you i was like okay this is really fun like the music's really great like really engaging but the there was some thought put into sort of the stage show Mm -hmm. like there was you know butterfly things and you know i and and now that i know a little bit more about the the sippy cup background now it all makes sense yeah i mean it's pretty low-key compared to what we used to do and uh, you know but but occasionally i'll bring out the you know i i just yeah, I haven't taken it to that level. No aerialist, but, but still, I was. I thought that um, it, it provided like uh, a good background for the music that you do, which is upbeat, good. And positive, and yeah. colorful, and yeah, and, uh, 
and you looked like you were having a great time. Yeah, and, and I love my band. They're all just, you know, and, and just fun, you know, great musicians. Some of them not kid musicians, really, but just uh, that I've known that yeah. are great players and yeah. are around. that are around, That's and cool. they like doing it. Um, so another thing that you do, like on top of all these things, is you turned your first The World of Wonder album into a stage show. Mm-hmm. So how did, where did that idea come from? How was that to pull off? Like, well, we didn't, it's never actually been produced in a, oh. in a fully realized way. Okay. I'm still hoping that that will happen, but it takes a lot to get a musical off the ground. Yeah. And, and you know, working with the Sippy Cups, I mean, that was definitely sort of like a musical every time because it was very staged and it had, you know, a through line, but it did, didn't necessarily have a story. Uh-huh. And my whole life, I, my dream has been to write a full length musical and have it produced uh-huh. on stage. And cool. I'm still, I mean, it's still my dream. Yeah. So I took the World of Wonder album and I wrote a story with a friend of mine who's an author. We sat down and we wrote a script to tie all the songs together. And I added two songs mm-hmm. um, to make the story kind of make sense. And, um, you know, I pitched it around to theater companies for about a year and a half and got some nice responses, but no one like jumping to like throw money at me or anything. And um, that's what they do. They throw they just, I was, of I just thought there would be a Broadway producer just stepping up and be like, this is great. Yeah. But that doesn't work like yeah. that. But there was a local theater company that liked it enough to do a staged reading. Oh, so they got actors, they cast it with actors and, <clears throat> you know, in a theater and for a critique session. And that was really exciting. Mm-hmm. And now I still work with them on other projects. And, right. Um, and so now I'm writing another musical, a different, uh, more of a, um, I guess you call it a like young adult slash adult. It's not okay. uh, for young kids, okay. but it's, um, so, you know, I'm still in that world and I'm still finding my way in the theater world. And I also, I do write for a, um, theater company that does, um, work with kids uh-huh. and I write music for them for a stage show each year that we do at the Brava theater in the city. So, it's really something that I'm interested in, yeah. and I'm just yeah. working my way up to my Broadway show. Working which... your way there, you'll get there. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> but, but so much of it, so much of like it, it's all, it all comes together, right? Like your, um, your time with the sippy cups, your interest in the theater, like mm-hmm. how you perform, how you, you know, your energy here now, like it's all, it, it's authentic. So, so. Just so you know. Oh, well, thank you. I can, we can pick up on it. Well, and it's so there's something about being in Belmont that makes me kind of <clears throat> get in touch with that, like, yeah, inner, like, like <laughs> 10-year-old core, right, yeah, yeah. of doing, like, musical theater so at Ralston Junior High, like, right across the street. That's so funny. You know? <laughs> there's a through line. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's totally a through line. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... Uh, what's what's coming up? So you're working on the musical. We'll watch for that yes. at, at some point. Um, what else is, is in the pipeline for you? Um, I am... Let's see. What's in the pipeline for me? I've been doing a lot more work in Jewish education, which has been really fun. And... Um, I, what is coming up for me? Well, That's a great like, question. Oh, yeah, I've got some shows coming. Yeah, Thank some, you. Some good shows coming I know, up. I just was blanking for a minute. Okay, so I've got a show coming up at the Bay Area Discovery Museum. Fun. I love that place. Uh-huh. Great and place. then, oh, and then uh, on December 25th, which is two things this year. Uh-huh. What two things? 
I know the two things I've set you up. It <laughs> is Christmas Day. Uh-huh. And it's the first day of Hanukkah. Oh. So it's a, you know, perfect storm of holidays. So the, the Contemporary Jewish Museum always has a free family day on December 25th. So people can come and just spend the day at the museum. And so we play two shows that day, uh-huh. uh, 1 o'clock and 2.30. And the Wise Sons Deli is open. It's worth it just it's, for that. Right. Well, it's worth it to see Come and you get all. some matzo ball soup. Yeah. You can come and dance with us. And, yeah. and because it's the first day of Hanukkah, we're just going to like blow it out. And it's right. going to be really fun. So right. though we got those two shows coming up. Um, so that's... That's great. That's in the near yeah. future. And to, uh, to follow along with you, you're on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Website, AllisonFaithLevy.com. AllisonFaithLevy.com. Facebook, Twitter. I don't tweet a whole yeah. lot. It's a weird one. Instagram, AllisonFaithLevy. I do post kind of fun pictures on Instagram of like oh. my dog and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, so you sure. can find me, find my feed on Instagram. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for sharing all of uh, all of your backstory and talking yeah, a little bit about the thanks music for and having who me. you are. Would you be willing to play a song? Uh, I would love to play a song. Sweet. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Big thank you to Allison Faith Leathby for coming over and hanging out in Good Stuff Studios. It was a real blast talking to her and hearing all about her backstory and what she's done with the Sippy Cups in addition to her solo career. If you stay tuned all the way to the end, you will hear her song, Are You Happy, recorded live in my kitchen. Yeah, in my kitchen. Thanks for listening. We will see you on Thursday with a very, very special guest who's going to clear up some of the most pressing questions for many parents. I'm talking about screen time. So check it out on Thursday. Screen time will be solved. Thanks for listening. Here is Are You Happy by Allison Faith Levy in its complete form. I'm going to take off my Fitbit. Yeah, well, then you won't get your steps. (laughs) I won't get my steps for playing my Are You Happy song. No, so this, okay, so are we on? We are on. Okay, so we're going to do Are You Happy? Now, on this one, when I do this one with the kids, there's lots of things you need to do. Okay. Okay, so I'm looking at you. You're the only person in the room. I'll help you. So you're going to have to help me. All right. Okay, so everyone listening, we're going to make some faces. Oh, nice. Okay. We're going to exercise our face muscles, and then we're actually going to take two little naps in the middle of the song. Sounds, sounds perfect. Right? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start with a nice, happy face. Here we go. Hello, are you happy? Let's see, make a big, big smile. Show those teeth from ear to ear, laughing all the while. Hello, are you sad? Do you want to make a big, sad frown? Do you need a hug or want to cry? Let's turn that sad frown upside down. Hello, are you excited? Do you want to jump into the air? Bet you can hardly contain yourself. Show me excited if you dare. Hello, are you scared? Is there a monster lurking around your door? Show me what you look like when you are frightened. Let's give that monster real what for. Let it out, let it out. Let your feelings out. your eyes. Well, you have three kids. I'm sure you're tired. (laughs) Do you want to lay down and take a nap? Well, that's okay. I can wait. Just close your eyes.